Craft Beer Radio, episode 128 on November 29th, 2008. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft beer industry. I'm Greg Weiss. And I'm Jeff Bear. And tonight we have a special guest. I'm Anthony. Thanks for having me on, guys. He was on last year around Thanksgiving, probably the same weekend last right, year. Right, yeah, because we did the recording for uh, the same the, the beer thingy. The beer, uh, the beer safari thing, right. So tonight we are doing the Massachusetts show. We had um, five beers from Massachusetts area breweries sent in to us. These beers were sent in by Sean H., uh, never revealed what H stood for. So thanks, Sean. And let's start off with the Ipswich Original Ale. Ipswich Original Ale. Okay, this is an English Pale Ale. 5.4% alcohol by volume from Mercury Brewing Company in Massachusetts. Pours uh, pretty clear, nice head on it. We poured a 12 ounce bottle three ways, so. Heads thinner in our glasses, but you can tell that in a full pint it would be a, a nice creamy head on it. This smells um, promising. Nice sweet, malt. yeah, sweet caramel. Not getting too much hops, if any, on the aroma. But yeah, no, that certainly has a good aroma to a good sweet. It's, it's making you drool, yeah, isn't it? Really, is making me want to drink this, and I'm just you know holding off. It's got a slight brown color to it. It's uh, you know a little off golden into brown. I took a sip. It's got the caramel. There's actually a fair amount of bitterness towards the end. Yeah, there is. It's kind of a... Hmm. How do you describe that particular flavor? I feel like saying down. A down sugary flavor. Actually, the second second sip is not as... Not as rough on the bitterness. And actually, the, uh, the caramel toffee comes through more... Oh... It, it's reminding me of like a cinnamon roll or something like that. Like the, yeah, there's a real kind of um, sugary molassesy kind of flavor uh, to it, and there's a real nice. I usually don't like things that lay in your tongue, but there's actually kind of a nice kind of heavy bit on your tongue, mm-hmm. and I think it actually works well with the maltiness of this beer. Yeah, because it doesn't go crazy off in the bitterland like some other beers that I've had this problem with when there's something sticking on your tongue and that it just because it's really just remaining this sweet sugary thing mm. that still feels a little bit heavy toffee molasses oh that's good uh, like I said mentioned cinnamon roll earlier and it's first like the, the, the drizzle and the, the gooiness and all that <laughs> the bread it's, it's all coming together and that's just reminding me of cinnamon roll even though it's not cinnamony it's not you know super sugary but that's kind of what it reminds me of yeah, it's not particularly hoppy, which I think kind of fits in with the English Pale Ale style. It's not, it doesn't give you a bunch of, you know, citrusy, hoppy flavors, stuff like that. Not terribly bitter, although certainly bitterness well, is apparent. You, you can't have some English Pale Ales that have, you know, some pronounced hops to it. It's been a while since I've had a, a something called a Pale Ale that's had this kind of caramel to it. Um, sometimes I've I've had bitters that have had this to it, but... I'm not saying that it's good or bad for any style. The beer itself is good. I'm just comparing it to what other people might have. You know, if you try a traditional English pale ale, right. like a Samuel Smith's, this is a lot more caramelly than the yeah. Sam Smith's or something like that. I'm just trying to goalpost it. Should sure. we give it some sort of uh, sure. 
perspective of, off of its style. And I think it, it's decent, decent example of style without going overboard, but certainly with giving it its own twist on the style. Right. The Ipswich American or the Ipswich Original Ale is from Mercury Brewing Company, and they're in Ipswich, Massachusetts. This is definitely like my idea of a session beer. Like I'd want to go out after work, have three of these. It's a little heavy for session. It's five point four, so it's a little bit over sessionable, you know. But it's it's kind of hard to get stuff that's around five right. and below. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's it's certainly something you could drink a bunch of. I yeah. think mm-hmm. um, the sweetness that we were all talking about doesn't hang around. I mean, I'm done with mine and it's gone. Got a pleasant little multi aftertaste. Um, label guaranteed fresh and local. So they probably don't have too wide of a distribution area. Okay, so foods with this one. I think a light pasta might go really well with this. Something um, a little bit buttery or maybe maybe a light tomato sauce pasta, like light spaghetti or something like that. A blooming onion. <laughs> Interesting. Something fried to really bring yeah. out some of those extra melanoidins. Thinking kebabs. What kind of kebabs? Beef, something like that. But I'm thinking a combination of the the braised beef and the the, the roasted and charred and vegetables and whatnot. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that one. Okay, so the next one we're going to go on to is from Cape Ann Brewing Company. This is called Fisherman's Brew from Gloucester, Massachusetts. This is an American amber lager. It's five point five percent alcohol by volume. Uh, also, it's going here as a red lager, too. So, interesting. Well, I mean, it's certainly it's got kind of the same color characteristics as uh, the previous beer, as, as the Ipswich. Um, whoa, we got a whole bunch of yeast in there with mine. Sorry about that. Well, this one's kind of cloudy, too, and yeasty. So, I didn't decant it very carefully. I think the yeast is interfering a lot with me detecting a lot of aroma. I'm getting a nice aroma. I'm getting... This one's considerably toffee as opposed to the caramel from the last one it, it's reminding me slightly of what you get in uh, Bach beer yeah I was smelling that I wasn't sure whether that was the other brewer interfering with this one or not because I, I certainly smelled something kind of maltyish. but I was like would, would a lager really have that kind of a red lager really have that kind of malt yeah I mean, think of a Bach right I mean this doesn't seem to have the a sweetness that you might get in a Bach aroma but you're definitely getting some of that um I guess five point five is pretty high for a lager. For it depends. I mean, my box are typically in the sevens. And well, for a non Bach yeah. lager, a little bit smoky. I think the yeast is giving an interesting secondary characteristic. It's giving a little. It's, it's putting the pushing the flavor a little bit off. Hmm. I'm not um, really tasting anything right or wrong see, from the. See if you, see if the one with the yeast and see if you detect what I'm detecting. It's, it's a little bit of almost um, some of that beer to guard flavor that we had. Mine's a little. Um, Less creamy than yours, but it's mm-hmm. it's not too different. No, I guess not. It really isn't that different. No. Uh, so, what, I, what I'm tasting here is I'm getting some some toffee, uh, kind of reminiscent of a Doppelbock, but not nearly as strong or as sweet. But some of that roast that melanoidin flavor in there. There's um, I think there's a little bit of hops at the end. Uh, I'm glad someone said that because. It's like mixed perfectly with the malts. Like you really have to search out. Mm-hmm. Even in the aroma, I can get the the very pine. Like, but you you really have to like try to pull it out. Yeah, but I, mean, I was like, 
Am I going crazy and smelling that in here? No, the hops are a sub, um, you know, playing the, the, the harmony to the yeah. malt there, and it's a, a lower tone. They're intertwined. But it's in there, and you can definitely tell that, you know. This is really well done, actually. You know, I would say, you know, American take with a little more hops than what you might expect in a in a lager, an amber lager, but this is really well done. And that that, that toffee flavor, that that reminiscent Doppelbach type flavor that's in there, it, it, I, I'm really enjoying this actually. This is the Fisherman's Brew from each, Cape May Brewing Company. Each sip or, gets sorry, better Cape for me. And, Cape yeah. Ann Brewing. Company. If you don't like lagers, and I think this is one you might want to give a shot because this one will certainly give you all the flavor you want. Yeah. Out of a non-lager beer and still, yeah, I'm not getting any kind of you know twang. That you like might. you said, the only thing I somewhat detect is is with this yeast in here. I think I detect a slight bit of funk with the whole bunch of yeast that poured Tinny, in mind. Tinniness or no, it's more more funky, like um, like horse blanket. Just you know, just like the beer to guard. I think it's right. more just a little bit of that dead little yeast farmhouse. flavor. Yeah. And you can easily avoid that if you want to by just. I'm trying to it. think of another beer that I've had that is. Similar to this, and I can't think of any. This is a pretty individual flavor, pretty, I don't want to say unique flavor, but it, 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 there's not many beers that I can think of that have bring to the table what this one does. And I'm enjoying it because of it, it's, it's, you know, we've been doing this for yeah, over I mean, three years, and this is something brand new now. It's yeah, like, the closest I can think of is, is uh, a Bach beer or. I'm thinking Liberty L from Anchor. Now that you said that, and I took the sip the same time you said that, and I got like a relative hop bomb on that <laughs> sip. I mean, it's not IPA hop bomb, but relatively, there was a lot of hops in that last sip, and uh, and that's weird that that was my coaster. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I did not the, even see that. Oh, so your subconscious certainly saw that. Maybe. <laughs> This gets better the more you drink of it. The toffee becomes more pronounced. Yeah. The hops and the malt play with each other a little more each sip. I what? Amber lager is such a boring style. Mm-hmm. It's such a ho em. It's this of yeah. boring beers. And it's boring om- sounding style, at least. Yeah, it, it's almost a disservice to themselves calling this an amber lager. They should call this an awesome lager or something. <laughs> it's like the, the people, backup to the prom. People like, might be oh, turned yeah. off just by the name, like, oh, amber lager. Yeah, I mean, because when you go for a brewery, you know, if, you, if it's a brewery you never heard of, is the first thing you're going to try their amber lager? Probably not. No. and That's probably the last thing. Yeah. <laughs> and there is just an exceptional beer mm-hmm. that happens to be... Their amber lager. I'd love to hear and see what else they got. If I'd have to write like an ad for that, balanced is a, is something I you know, balance is a key word for that. That's it's not a bad brew. I, I'm pleasantly surprised at, at the first two. Yeah, that's that's very good. Okay, so the next one is going to be Mayflower Brewing Company Pale Ale in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Surprisingly enough, Mayflower Pale. This is five on the nose. It's uh, English Pale Ale. I'm going to want to put on a soccer shirt and go be a hooligan after, after this show. <laughs> we got another one to do after this, so. All right. Don't hooliganize yourself too quickly. So I was more careful in pouring this one, Greg, and watch it be filtered in a bottle condition so my extra labor went to naught. Okay, I have a bunch of information on this one. This uses two row of pale caramel Munich 40 and biscuit malts, nuggets, East Kent Golding hops. 
Top fermenting ale yeast, uh, original gravity 12.2 degrees Play-Doh, bitterness of 40 IBUs. They say 4.9% alcohol here, uh, and is available mm. year-round. Here's the quote from William Bradford. We could not now take time for further search or consideration. Our victuals being much spent, especially our beer. It's a pungent hop on that one, don't well, you think? It's nugget and East Golding, so I mean, there, there you go. Okay, Those yeah, are, the nugget's going to give you a pretty pungent uh, punch there. Yeah, the EKGs are, are more of a, they're really kind of a flavor hop. The show's so colonial right now. <laughs> when I took <laughs> Massachusetts. When yeah. I took the first aroma, the, the hop aroma was so pungent. My first, it was such strong in my nose, my first inclination was, oh man, this one got skunked. But after figuring out what I was smelling, it's not skunk. It's just, no, a, I don't smell skunk it's just a very strong hop. Almost a bit catty. It's a deep golden color. Um, okay, that is not nearly as malty as the other two. And that's, you know, a big break. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got it actually feels like because the other two were so malty, I feel like a, a loss of malt in this one, like yeah. a lack of it. I feel a hole there where, where the malt should mouth? be. Uh, there is this one's citrusy. Yeah, the, the the sides of my tongue have you know are getting uh, a little bit prickled by by the hoppiness here and the citrusy hop, like you have said. But the middle, I'm, I feel an emptiness that the other two provided with that malt, and I'm not feeling. Yeah, it. this one's not English. This one's definitely an American pale ale. This might have been different though if we tried it prior to the yeah i think that's true i think you know the, the two we had before it are somewhat affected your palace i think that that's inevitable it could be i, I think this one's going to be significantly hoppy anyway you cut it but i'm just wondering if that hole would be there oh yeah i'm not if, i'm not getting too much of the hole i'm not knocking for any kind of hole i'm just tasting a significantly hoppy something along the lines you would expect from you know ballast point um Three Floyds. Yeah, it's more West Coast or more. Yeah, it's more Great American. Lakes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider this to be typical of Green English Green style. Flash. There you go. Yeah. yeah, something like that. That's a guess. It actually that really is very good comparison. To this one. Now that I think about it, because Green Flash really does taste a lot like this one. Right. From my memory. Um, yeah. So it, the, the the malt taste is much more. It's not the same kind of dark and roasty. It's more toasted a little bit. You know, it's got a little there, bit of cooking to it, but that's about it. It's kind of like I'm a pilgrim. I'm taking off my hat now. <laughs> I'm gonna put on a baseball cap. You know, like there's the new the, age. There's the Trogues Nugget Nectar, right? And this one has a lot of nugget in it. And I think I'm remember. You no, know, it's been a while since I've had Trogues, but I think I'm pulling it back in and like, oh yeah, nugget. That's what nugget is. I'm gonna try to describe the nugget here. Let's see. It's like a hot punch in the face. Nugget nectar, at least. It's not quite... There's a bit of citrusy late, but the beginning mm-hmm. is more like a... It's more leafy. Yes. The beginning. So I'm thinking that you're, like, chewed up hop leaf first, and then you get a little bit of light orange, after, you know, towards the end for the nugget. Really starts to get resinous at the end. I think it's more citrusy. I think you got so, a lot of greenery... At the front, like a leaf. And well, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it's, yeah. it's getting more into the. I mean, I agree with you that the progression yeah. it takes is more mm-hmm. like okay, your outer part and then your your resins right. come in mm-hmm. later. So the real resiny flavor, which which with nugget is kind of an orangey flavor, mm-hmm. comes in later, and you start you start with this. I agree, this leafy bit, this sort of 
more ethereal fall type autumn yeah. flavor. I, I'm not sure about that one. I, I mean, if I if I were to say the most positive thing about it for me was was like the mouth fill. You know, it left my mouth crisp and happy. Yeah, it's it's a refreshing beer compared to the other two. Right, where, where they sat on your tongue a bit. And but this is at four point nine percent. Do you think this one is as easy to drink as the other two? I don't think so. I don't think so. T- to me, it's not. I mean, the carbonation is certainly more pricklier on this one too. It's nothing we didn't mention. I mean, if we were to sit down in a pub right now, and those were the three drafts, uh, you know, and I wanted to have three or four and shoot a game of pool with you, I don't think I'd pick that one. Yeah, I think it, there, are, there are different seasons where they're drank. I think this mm-hmm. is a summertime drinker. This is a cut in the grass, hot. Day yeah, day. yeah. I think you're right. The other I think two, those are more two are winter. Cold, dingy yeah. pub drinkers. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's true because there are some days when man, I could just go for a real hoppy beer. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Whale, that would work pretty well. Yep. Whale's Tail Pale Ale from Cisco Brewers on Nantucket Island. I've yeah. heard good things about this one. I've heard about this. One. Have you? Mm-hmm. The last time we had Cisco was when we got it from uh, from Maryland, and it wasn't very good. And uh, I've heard have good things. more have more faith in Sean. Uh, I've heard good things about Cisco as well. Was it Sean? Cisco? Sean H? Oh, Sean H? No, I, I, I'm not. I don't want to predispose this beer. I give every brewery several chances. I've only had Cisco once, and I'm just hoping that this one is better. That's more my point. Right. I hope they change. Hopefully, they don't deliver the same thing. Those first two really put a malt bomb on my tongue. Yeah, I think that that might might be affecting a little bit. So I've rinsed with some water. I've rinsed my cup. I'm ready to... Some amberish tones to this one. Apparently they only make ales because on their website it says are fine ales. They don't have enough room to make lagers. Could be. They call this an amber English style ale. I love those English styles up there, don't they? You know, it was it was funny. Greg, Greg and I were talking last night, and um, I was like, "I'm so excited to come on Craft Beer Radio." And he's like, "What do you want?" And you know, right away, I, I of course started saying things like, "Oh, well, you know, of course, I heard your Lost Abbey show, and and oh, would I love some new gla- all, all these things?" And and you know, to be quite frank with both of you, I have not. I'm like in the beer rut right now. Mm-hmm. Um. And an English pale ale, or, or like a regular L show, Jeff, I think, is just the thing I needed to kind of get me out of that rut. Very, like go very, back to a staple that you've kind of overlooked and, and, and not well, took, sh- took as much. Sean did a fantastic job of picking out really tasty beers in a yeah. style that you know some people might think is ho-hum. I mean, mm-hmm. I can definitely appreciate English pale ales, but... This show is better than I had anticipated. How about you, Greg? Absolutely. I mean, we've been putting off this show for a while because we had these other shows that look like, you know, on paper it looked better. Mm-hmm. But so far, I've really been, really been enjoying this. Yeah, this, this, is, this is pretty cool. It's, it's invigorating. I, I'm really happy, you, you know, with this style and with these beers. And, and it's kind of given me a little twist to where I've been going with beer buying and beer drinking. Lonely man style. This is a pretty, <laughs> this is pretty heavy on the alcohol. Though. This is almost seven percent, six point eight percent alcohol by volume. It hides it well. What about the aroma? Did we talk about the aroma? 
Um, we're just getting to the aroma. I, I want to mention on the label that they they brew on Nantucket Island, but they also have a special agreement where it can be produced in Ipswich, Massachusetts. So it might be also brewed at the Mercury uh, Brewery. The the smell in this one reminds me of like a uh, if you drink a bottle of barley wine and then smell the bottle later after it's gone, a little bit oxidized. Just uh, yeah, I, I mean. I see what you're saying. It doesn't smell oxidized. It smells like once the barley wine's gone, the, the empty of the bar- a yeah. little bit of that. Um, what's the what's the after brew of barley wine? The you mean a, a second, second brewing? Wine? Yeah, okay. a little bit of that kind of aroma. Okay, because when he said when he said afterwards, he what I anticipate like in an hour these mm-hmm. beers are going to smell a bit stale. Yeah, right? yeah, not like the good part, you know, not, not okay. The, Oh, see, first couple whiffs, I was worried that I was smelling a bit of sewer drain. But I just took another whiff, and it, it's a lot more malty now. So if there was something there, it, it volatilized and aired out rather quickly. Yeah. What's what's the uh, judge license you have, Jeff? Is it the BA? BJCP. 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 I, I was asking Greg if he ever thought about going. I heard that's a pretty rigorous test. Yeah, the test is difficult. The uh, the test is um, two hours long, if I remember right. Oh, my. And it's ten essay questions. And the questions are of the sorts. Compare and contrast the following styles. Black lager, porter, American porter, and sports beer. Or, like, sports beer. What? American porter. And it was another dark beer. Um, English, you know, dry stout. So you have to compare how the styles are the same, contrast them, and then give ex- commercial examples of each one. Wow, that's like. Did you question. pass on the first attempt? I, 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 maybe I, I got have. enough points to be a recognized judge. I missed just by a point or two to be a certified judge. Hmm. So I really need to test again and, and take it over. The uh, people. The, well, in in while you're working on these essay questions and your fingers getting really sore. They'll bring out. You have to judge three beers too, so they'll they'll bring them out. You know, every forty minutes or so. So when you're in the middle of an answer, you have to stop and judge mm. the beer and fill out a score sheet. Oh and the the guys, the the two guys that are giving the test will fill out score sheets. So the person that then the you know person somewhere else will grade all the stuff later. He'll compare the judge's score sheet with your score sheet and see how close you are to what the judge had to say. And uh, those score sheets are not fun. I, I tried to start the. I don't know if you guys know, but probably since our last meeting, I got a pretty decent club running where I used to live in Hagerstown, Maryland. And uh, it, it grew to about 25 members, and we'd have monthly meetings where every, you know, we, we'd do styles. We had three meetings, and we did styles. And um, I was kind of the one they wanted to put forth as, as the person to take that exam, just because I was, you know, the founder. I, I let my friend Kyle, he did all the hard work like setting up the place setting up the times contacting everybody he's he you know he's a popular people guy and, and i would kind of run the tastings and set them up just just from what i've learned from you guys and and mm-hmm. branching off to other beer podcasts a little bit and oh you can you're allowed to listen to other podcasts what's that you're allowed to listen to other podcasts. i know i know actually you suggested that so you're just not allowed so to try. enjoy I, them as much <laughs> and i don't and i don't and uh well anyway it, it, 
I, I was thinking about starting to do that, and I, I print out the, the the car. I just didn't like it. I I, I much prefer this format where you, where you taste you taste it, you smell it, you you talk about it, you drink it, and you enjoy it. And this is a great segue, isn't it, Greg? <laughs> In a sense, let's talk about this beer first before we okay, segue into okay. that. This is the Whale's Tail Pale Ale from Cisco Brewers on Nantucket. Six point eight percent alcohol by volume. So I mean, this is. Um, you know, you you called Ipswich, I think it was balanced, but this to me is is really is is trying to balance pretty. I'm really trying to balance yeah, well because the other because the other one was heavy on the malt and mm-hmm. put the hops away. I don't know if I would necessarily call that balanced. I mean, it's balanced if you really like malt. Yeah, this but one, this one, yes. malty but not as caramelly, right? It, right. It's it not has as that. Sweet. It has that like hiding technique the uh, double dog from Flying Dog has to try to hide the alcohol. Right. Yeah, uh, I agree. You know, I don't taste six point eight percent in this, but I, I definitely feel like a seesaw. There's there's hops on one side, kind of kind of dry, somewhat Englishy hops, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of slightly toasted or, or a little bit more malty malt on the other end, and it's really kind of balancing pretty well. I could say, yeah, toasted hops. Or I mean, toast and malt. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like that—that's a good. Um, what do you guys call them? Call your words? Analogy? No. Description. Metaphor. D- descriptors. You guys use the word descriptors. To- toasted. Malt. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. It's uh, there's it's more balanced. There's not a really a standout flavor you can really dive into and explore, but it's a good solid beer. This is you know this is a beer that's. Um, it'll surprise you because, like, like Anthony said, like Anthony said, it will. Uh, it's it hides six point eight pretty well, right? And if you and it's pretty drinkable, really drinkable for six point eight percent. If you had a couple of these, you'd be yeah, lined out before you do it. It'd sneak up on you for sure. So let's get into um, a bit of feedback that we got about uh, styles. One of our recent shows, our Imperial Stout show. Uh, we had some feedback when we talked about the Nagnio, the or however you say Nognio, that. right? Nognio. Nognio. Whatever. Quality NOG. show, by the way, guys. I, I like that show. <laughs> That's when I restarted to listen. I told Greg last night, I lost my... I moved, mm-hmm. and I packed my iPod. So, so I, I, I went with like without craft beer... <laughs> For about a month or two, and I and I and I was driving four hours a day, commuting. Oh, jeez! And, and I was like, "Where's that iPod?" Like hate, hating the fact that I couldn't listen to you guys. So, <laughs> but go ahead. Sorry. Oh, glad you enjoyed listening to us at least. Um, we got a comment from both Chris and uh, and JD Jay Z from Arizona on our on our message boards about Ray to style and how. They thought that us saying this is not what I'm looking for in an Imperial Stout was bashing Nogdeo and that, you know, hey, why can't people go in this direction with Imperial Stouts? Well, I think that's very clear. You guys always say, like, I'm not looking for this. Uh, you know, we're, we're by no means taking it, you know, from the judging standpoint of, of the style. Yeah, but I hadn't gone back and listened to exactly what we said. I kind of vaguely remember what I said. Right. And and I'm surprised that, that the listeners felt this way because we don't fill out BJCP score sheets mm-hmm. on the show. We don't think that would be a very good show. And we're hardly people who are 
we we almost never trash a beer for not being on style. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that we we talked about right. We didn't trash a beer for not being on style. We did kind of say that it wasn't what we were expecting. Well, what, what, I, what I'm saying and is that is the different. That's well, what, what I'm saying you is, were expecting. Right. You guys make that very clear that you know you're looking for like you personally are looking. I think you used the term like warm fuzzy. Yeah. From, from your imperial like stuff. Yeah. No, it, it, I mean. It, 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 I'm kind of surprised that we got this feedback because the show in itself is talking about how we perceive the beers and how we enjoy the beers. We relate it to the style. Typically, we contrasted how it differs from the average beer of that style to help people figure out where this beer lays on the map. So when we had the Nognio and... You know, we we talked about how it wasn't quite where we expected it to be. Is analogous to saying, "Here's how it differs from the standard." Yeah, and then I think we did talk about how well we didn't. You know, I, I at least went on about how I like Imperial Stouts give you a warm hug. This really wasn't giving you a warm hug. Therefore, I wasn't really a big fan of it. But that's just a subjective opinion, and you know, I, I see nothing wrong with giving that out because, like you said, we're not ninety <laughs> percent of the show subjective opinion, right? Yeah, I mean, we're not trying to say you can't drink this. We're just trying to describe this as a. If you want an imperial stout that's hoppy, like super hoppy, then yeah, go for Nogdale. Well, I think you guys should just say we're Greg and Jeff, and and stop the hating bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I was just surprised because the two guys who wrote in they're the pretty dedicated, dedicated listeners, listener. and I. Like especially JDJZ, I'm supp- I was shocked that he had that point of view about how we were doing. I, I don't remember exactly what he wrote, but the gist is he thought we were doing a disservice by saying what we said when you know the style. I think he said the style is wider than what we gave the style credit for being. Right. But to my point of view, and hopefully I said something that reflects this, and didn't, I'm not contradicting myself now. I don't care if it really meets the style or not. I, I care how much I like it. Yeah. And I was looking for something different out of that beer. Exactly. I, I mean, almost we, never we were, bash a beer for being off style. And, and, and the thing is that we, we openly talked about our biases, and that was what it was important, was we talked about what we were expecting and why this didn't fit with our expectation. If we just said we, we didn't like it and threw it out and didn't explain why we didn't like it, then I would more understand the criticism. Right. Because then it would be like, you know, why is this a style? Why are you guys just drushing? Right. We were saying, I, okay, I don't wanna, this is what we were looking for, and this is what we got. I don't want to drag this out too far. I don't want it to be us protecting what we thought. Wait. I just kind of want to... Give people some perspective and maybe give them something to think about. And I think we've done that. So let's move on to. Well, we know Greg's a blowhard contrarian. Right. Lovable curmudgeon. Lovable curmudgeon is my new uh, thing. Like House without the lip. (laughs) This is the Green Monster Ale from. Oh, it's one of those crazy Boston words. Walshit. Walshesset. Wooster. Wooster? Is it from Wooster? No. Oh. Wash is or something. That's Wooster. Yeah, that's not Wooster. No, no, here, here. That's not Wooster. This is W-A-C-H-U-S-E-T-T. Woshustet. Woshust. Wash. Wash it. Wash it. Wash it. Wash it. Today is the first nice thing I could say about that whole area ever since they traded Big Poppy. I mean. It is in Westminster, Massachusetts. I can pronounce that, I hope. Yeah. Hope Westminster spelled pronounced Westminster. That's a darker. So this is also a well. This is called a big pale ale. Uh oh. 
and it's called Green Monster, which is named after the wall at the stadium, right? Yeah. So Belgian malts, according to this, and Fuggles at East Kent Golding Hops. Yeah, the aroma tells me it's another English-style pale ale. This is very... It's not just a state show. This is turning into a style yeah, show as basically. well. I mean, that lager was very close to a pale ale, wasn't it? I like the head on this. Look at the lacing it leaves. The aroma I'm getting... Some more malt, a little bit of caramel in there. 7.3% alcohol. This goes by, according to what they say, an American strong ale, but that's for your advocate, but uh, they call it. Oh, them Alstrom brothers. This is the best lacing we had on a beer all night, don't you think? Well, I think the the, the glasses have got dirtier, too. Well, it's tough because we're pouring small pours. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, I don't put much stock in lacing. Really. Yeah, especially, really, especially in this format that we talk about very much. I, I like it. I mean, a good head's important, but it's hard to, especially when we're splitting this beer three ways, mm-hmm. to, to know what the beer would the, look like. Really look like full. This is going to be a. They difficult. call it a, a pale ale on their on their website. But it's yeah. going to be a difficult show to rank. Don't you? I would expect this to be hoppier from the name Green Monster. Yeah, but uh, it, it's English. There's, there's. It probably is hoppier than the other two pale ales, the the Mayflower and the Upswitch. Yeah, it's a little bit hoppier. It's still got a, a nice big malt to it, though. It's, mm-hmm. it's got. Big uh, I think the thing that that I that I'm sensing though, and I don't know if you guys agree with me here, but like I said, this one is. Um, let me check. Look at that number again. This one is seven point three percent alcohol by volume. And these other two got a similar flavor, being malty, you know, relatively little right. hops, but it was still there with considerably less alcohol. And that to me is more of uh, an accomplishment. An accomplishment, right? Not saying that this beer isn't good. This beer tastes no. very good. Uh, it, the alcohol's hidden. I'm, I'm not gonna. I only, I'm only gonna give a beer praise when it packs a ton of flavor into a, a, a sub four percent package, right? Five and a half, five percent. Good, but I don't really see it as winning me any. For me, it's not getting any bonus points over the, this green monster. I, I guess not. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you could do this in a four percent beer, then that would be out of this world. But, um, but I think that you know that they needed, it, or well, maybe they wanted this much alcohol too. I don't know. See, the the way I tend to drink it, you know, one or two at a time. I like beers to be seven or so, so so, so that might get, play, you know, that might play into my rankings because I really like to have two seven percent's while I'm watching TV or something, and 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 that's it. You know, mm-hmm. you got a little, you can feel that you drank beer, but you know, two fives. I just feel like this is pretty drinkable, and at seven percent, you could yeah. get wasted pretty oh, yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. And the, the more I drink of this one, the um, the more hoppy it's coming out. Yeah. It, it's, I'm losing the malt, and I'm getting more hops. I agree with you that the hops are, are sort of really taking center stage here as you drink this. Although the malt's still there. That, this beer is ho-hum for me. Really? Yeah, the, the best thing about it is the alcohol content. Well, I mean, you got to be careful. I mean, the show has been a very good show. Make sure you're not comparing them against their the others. peers. Yeah. You're comparing it on its own merits. I think, well, I think it's good on its own merits. It's not going to be the top of my list tonight, but I think I it was a bad beer. I a little wrecked right now. It wasn't a bad beer in the uh, the batch, and uh, we ready to do some rankings. I think oh so. God. I need I need to go last. I, I'm okay. not even close. Well, you're allowed. I'm, I'm still kind of analyzing this this last one, the the monster. Okay, so I got my order. Um, 
best beer of the night. I want to bring in the, uh, the best, that was from that's Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. So my, my favorite beer of the night was the, making sure I have it in mind, new, I have it backwards. The Ipswich was the caramel one, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to put the Ipswich original ale as, as my favorite beer of the night. It had that, that caramel flavor. It was just so inviting. It's one I said tastes like uh, cinnamon roll. Right. And, and mm-hmm. oh, I just dug it. Uh, number two, I'm going to. It's like the order we drank. <laughs> my order's the order we drank them in. <laughs> it's uh, number two is the Fisherman's Brew. It's that amber lager. Ho hum. Boring name for a style of beer. But man, that tasted like a little baby Doppelbock or something. It had a great toffee in it, it a great malt. <laughs> baby uh, Doppelbock. It was good. Uh, Mayflower Pale Ale was, was uh, another good beer. I'm. Uh, I'm starting to draw. They're, they're all so similar. I'm drawing blanks on characteristics. That was the toffee one, I think, right? Mm-hmm. What, the Mayflower? No, no, the Mayflower was the no. West Coast one. That was the yeah. one I was compared to Green Flash. Right. Drawn, revise. The Cisco was the, um, no, was I, the more balanced, the most balanced of them all. Yeah, no, I, I still don't want to revise. So okay. the, the Mayflower, the um, West Coast, the Green type, Flash type. Green Flash type yeah. beer, some maybe a Three Floyds type beer. It had the nugget in it. That's right. Has leafy. Had that leafy, citrusy nugget. So like that. The whale's pale the whale's tail pale ale from Cisco. It was balanced. It, nothing stood out, unfortunately. And the first three beers had these segments that could I mean, really these were all really into. good. Sean gave us a really good show. Oh, he sure did. Uh, so and I'm gonna put the green monster. I'm gonna put the green monster. And I keep saying monster because on the label it's M O N S T A. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put it last. I'm not sure I have a good reason for it. It it didn't bring anything unique to the table. Anything out of the ordinary compared to other American hoppy pale ales. Where like the first three certainly were like something I've never had before. There was something really good to dig in there. So well, you've had the, I mean, you had the Mayflower third. You've had that before, Green Flash. So that's not something you ever had before. This is not not quite Green Flash. Yeah, I mean, okay. all right. Um, okay, so my ranking is a little bit different. Although the first two beers are the same, uh, Ipswich number one definitely that uh, that big caramel flavor, the ale, and man, that just it works so well. It's um, it has one of the components of man candy, I think, that big malty head uh, thing there. I think you guys need a sound for man candy, like a like a. I don't think I'm going to play it that much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the next one we're going to go with is uh, the lager, the um, fisherman's brew lager. I mean, amber lager. <laughs> if someone gave me that. Would I tell? Would I say that was an amber lager? Absolutely not. Would you say it's delicious? Yes, I would. So, and I think those two kind of set me up for really liking and expecting the maltiness for the rest of the show. Sure. And so you can see that my the rest of my beers kind of vary. They go by maltiness. So my next one was the monster. I just really appreciated the you know the maltiness that was in there. 
it reminded me of the Switch to Fisherman's Brew, and I think that really you know that kind of cascaded along. So even though it was high in alcohol, I just I, I love that multiplayer. I was just looking for more of that. I just kept looking for more of that. Uh, Cisco was more balanced of mm-hmm. them all, and then the last of the Mayflower, which was more hoppy, and that's right. kind of why. So the West Coast it. kind of threw you for a loop tonight. A little bit. It just it just wasn't in my direction because those two set me up for multi. And I I was really just craving more and more multi yeah. after that, and that's just why. Uh, like I say, these are all. Five really, really excellent beers. Really good beers. Uh, I don't know if, if any of them are wow beers necessarily, but I mean, well, the lager is wow for that's that's a lager, but yeah. they're just all really good beers. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't say wow, but I would say really good. Yeah. Uh, Sean also sent us a Sam Adams Black Lager. Um, it got lost in the mix. I had some other Sam Adams Black Lagers around, and the ones I have are out of code, so we didn't want to try drink one of those yeah. and compare it. But we do like that beer as well. I don't think it would necessarily pair up to the top tier of these ones, though. Probably not. Yeah. It's a different, you know, it really is kind of different. Yeah. My ranking would be Ipswich and Fisherman's. I mean, that really set the tone of the night for me. Um, Just quality L's. So, just great, great. Um, the, The toffee, the... The other characteristics you guys both talked about that. Then, then I actually like the whales tail pillow because of the balance. I thought it was kind of, you know, I kept getting new things every time I took a sip of that, and it was a little different for me. Um, the next one was the monster. I like the monster, um, the way it hid the alcohol, um, and then last was, was the Mayflower. Um, I just maybe I don't, you know, I'm. I don't know. Uh, the, the the hops that it tried to present or did present itself wasn't enough. It, it was just kind of like one-dimensional. I don't, I don't know. The leafiness was there, but then nothing afterwards really really did anything to balance out. Like with, it kind of was like separate from the malts rather than working in conjunction with. Right, and I think but, that's but, that's what happened with 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 this show is that, like you said, the the maltiness, the other one set you up for mm-hmm. expecting malt, and that was so far from from the reservation in that sense that you were just mm-hmm. kind of. But it, I mean, if I picked this six pack up in a mix six pack, you know, and 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 had the worst, you know, put a Miller Light in with it, it would still be a winner, <laughs> <laughs> a great great winner where you're like, oh, yeah. no, well, that's it's you know, hard luck loser is yeah. is where this comes into play, right. you know, where we have. Have five terrific beers, and and part of Someone's our thing is lose. some part of we have to rank. We we don't give anyone a pass, mm-hmm. and and but we should put asterisks by the last couple, saying these are still very good. So and most people know that. I wonder if this this uh, broadcast will follow craft beer radio rule number one. The, the uh, do you know what the I'm quality of the beers associated with the quality of the podcast. <laughs> we hope. We can only hope, right? Yeah. I had a good, good time tonight. Good beers make for a fun show for the hosts, that's for sure. <laughs> so um, thanks, everybody, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. We're going to be recording another show right after this Ooh-hoo. one. Keep so uh, Thanks for inviting me, guys. Oh, absolutely. Hey, someone had to drive Greg and his, uh, his broke ass <laughs> up here with the car. His broke wheel. <laughs> his, his wheel is car up here. His wheel car. <laughs> uh, tune in to the pre-show if you want to find out what happened to Greg's automobile. And we'll uh, see you next time with the next show. Booyah! You should have seen Greg's pointing. It was very emblematic. I need to go.
Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Get a longer fuse Some people's shoulders are big enough for the abuse But they never say what you can't hear Some people's shoulders are big enough for the abuse.